1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
2: Chatting with uh, Arky Sinfrako.
3: He's the best.
2: Welcome yeah. back. It's uh, Ben and Woods, hour number two. Uh, day three out here at Padres Fantasy Camp. will be here through tomorrow's show. Yeah. And then uh, back in San Diego on Monday, of course, we'll be back out here for Padres spring training and just over a month. In fact, it was officially announced yesterday. Pitchers and catchers will report on February 11th, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, right. For Padres pitchers and catchers, they're actually reporting a couple of days after the Dodgers will report first on the 9th. Uh, full squads then uh, coming up a few days later, I think, on the 15th. And then uh, getting ready for that opening series in Korea, March 20th and 21st. I think they fly out on the 13th, maybe, 12th or 13th. They'll be out there for a week, workouts in Korea. Then they'll play the two games, come back to San Diego, have another week. They'll play a couple of exhibition games <laughs> against the Mariners. So weird. And then opening day against the San Francisco Giants that Thursday is uh, March twenty. Eighth is it, I think, is whatever that Thursday is that week. uh, 1-10 first pitch against the Giants for the home opener. Technically third game of the season on opening day 2024 all coming up.
3: Yeah, and, you know, listen, obviously the WBC last year, I I think threw a a major monkey wrench into preparation. um, And it's not just us saying it. Nobody's making excuses. Big league managers have said it pro ball players have said it uh when they've been sitting in this chair right here it, it really was different so i'm i do not know that this one's going to be that bad certainly for you darvish i think especially you yeah know, you i think really you know, know pitching it, for team japan
2: and not pitching not that pitching much for team japan. Remember, he wasn't even ready when the season started they had to push him back about yeah. a week just to get started and didn't end up having a terrific season they'll need him to have a big bounce back Year, uh, everyone's wondering, will ha Kim make the trip to Korea? We just had Arky on, and I told you about Arky's army. And it's almost like now, there weren't as many Padres fans back then, but it was almost like that Hassan Kim That's what I said when he sat down, yeah, the, the ha Kim of your generation. For Arky Sinfrako, and I, I saw this tweet yesterday. And I, I, I'm not going to criticize uh, who tweeted it. It's at uh, KingLeoXXX. He said, if the Padres trade... Interesting X, X, X.
4: interesting Twitter handle that you were looking <laughs> up yesterday, yeah, given what, the context given of Given the evening. context of
2: last night. Hmm. Well, I'm sure he's on X. It's it's X, not Twitter, so maybe that's what he's referring to. Hmm. Three of them. He said, if the Padres trade Hassan Kim, I'm done with the Padres. I wow. will never be a Padres supporter. I don't know what more any player has to do to get the respect that he deserves. I'm sick of reading how fans want to trade him. I'm sick of reading articles that say the Padres are shopping him. I thought that was interesting. It it's is not, interesting. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that perspective. You can be a huge fan of a player and be very disappointed if, if your team trades him. The only thing that I would disagree with is trading a player is not always a sign of disrespect. The Padres, I, I think rarely is it the a Padres, sign of disrespect. Well, it's certainly not for the team acquiring, but it's not even for the team trading you as well. I promise you this. If the Padres do end up trading Hassan Kim, it won't be because they don't like Hassan Kim. It'll be very reluctantly, and it'll be because they feel it is their best way to address other needs, and they feel like they may not be able to re sign him at the end of this season, and it just strategically makes more sense. But that is not in any way a sign of disrespect for Hassan Kim that he is being talked about. In trade possibilities
4: we uh talked about it a week or two ago and i posted the video just that segment on our youtube page and somebody left a comment that said you guys completely flipped my opinion on this whole situation
3: i still hate it yeah it still sucks but i'm all for for
4: it now because it does make baseball sense in a certain light
3: the baseball uh business of baseball is awful it is an awful awful um situation and i was behind the dish yesterday and pV he, he was coaching the other team and he watched me k three times and i was in the torture chamber Peavy go he walks by me he goes hey that's what happens you get on a new team you're trying to impress everybody and he goes now imagine you had to find a new apartment and your wife is pissed at you because she just got this house dialed in you got to yank your kids out of school he goes imagine that and i go I will never talk smack again, PB. <laughs> ever. And you got thirty five thousand fans exactly. just yelling at it's you. Just a, you just struck out in your first at bat. The perspective of it all and the business of baseball is, it's horrible. It's terrible. Um, you got to give something good to get something good. And I and and again, we we've heard from guys here this week that said, listen, you know, it, it, this is not the fire sale days. And I, I, it's not. It's not a fire sale at all. If it was a fire sale. Tatis is gone and I mean somebody would take Tatis in a New York minute man and New York may be the team that would do it (laughs) um it's not that it is do we think he's going to continue to get better has he hit his ceiling also can what's he going to command can we afford to pay him 20 million plus next season if the answer is no Then you have to bite the bullet, and you have to do what you have to do. I don't want it done.
2: Now, there is some Ha-Sung Kim disrespect going on, but it's not from the organization that may or may not be trading him. Again, completely arbitrary lists. I don't know how they come up with these, but the MLB network has their, right now, top ten second (laughs) baseman in baseball that they released last night. Now, I looked up the numbers just so I'd have a frame of reference because I was pretty sure. Last season, Hasan Kim was second in all of baseball among second basemen in WAR. Had a phenomenal season. Now, the number one second baseman right now in baseball they put his Mookie Betts. Fine, he's moving to second base. If you're going in the in the right now, I guess right now he's a second baseman. Don't have a problem with that. Number two was Marcus Semien. And again, okay, he was the number he led all of second basemen in WAR last year. I thought, okay, now is Hasan Kim going to be three? Because if you're going by that war metric, he would be third. Now, again,
3: who put this list
2: out? MLB Network. MLB Network. Was not third. We
4: talk about the lists all the time. Woods, you're always like, I don't care. Especially when it's like Sports Illustrated or something like that. When this is the league-ran network. It's like
2: like the AP Top 25 poll. Again, it doesn't mean anything, but if you're going to do them, do them right. I want you to make them make sense. And I kept going down the list: third, fourth, fifth, no, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. He's not. He's not even there. I'm That's going. Insane. Did you? Did you, did you? Did you look at who had the best season at second base last year in the National League? So yeah, it's Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve. Name recognition there. Yeah. Marcus Semien, uh, Luis Arias, then Ketel Marte, Matt McClain, Andres Jimenez, Eduardo Julian, Zach. Geloff, and Nico Horner. And are you telling me that you couldn't find a spot on that list for Hassan Kim? Come on. Come on. Make it make sense, MLB it, Network. It, make it, it
3: make sense. It's pretty shocking. They did a uh, a fan. They asked the fans to rank theirs. The fan list was better than the MLB <laughs> list, and they did have Hassan Kim. I think he was six or seven, which is pro- probably still a little bit too, uh, too far down the list. But, again, um, keep the disrespect up. Keep it up. Let the guys know how Much they're being disrespected, let them know no one counts, you know, n- no one's counting on them to do anything this year. Um, and you know, potentially use that as a little bit of motivation to go out and have a good year.
2: But again, the reason why Hassan Kim is drawing so much interest it, when you look at the free agent market and the teams that need infielders, and he can play not just second, but he can play short, third, he can play third. There are a team pretty much every team
3: probably needs one of those positions right, right he now, swi- he swipes bags. He is ridiculous with the glove. He plays hair on fire every single game. Like Tim Flannery, the guy's out there busting his ass every game. No respect, and, and he's
2: making eight million
3: dollars this year.
2: It's a it's a an amount that any team can fit in their budget. Even if the Oakland A's wanted him, they could 100%. find percent. They could find a way to fit Ha Kim in their budget. That's why he's generating so much talk. He's a unicorn right now in baseball. He's a, a up the middle top tier infielder who can get on on base he's got a little bit of power now and he's very affordable even if it's just for one season any team that's trying to win this year would want to have Hasan Kim so yeah they're all picking up the phone and they see AJ Preller's got a glut of infielders he's got a top prospect uh, coming up in Jackson Merrill who plays the middle infield he knows he's been trying to you know pare down the payroll a little bit and probably doesn't have what it takes to sign a major long-term extension, at least right now. So of course they're going to be calling about Ha-Sung Kim and, you know, AJ Preller is playing it right. He says the price tag is incredibly high. Sure, It's really, really high, but we're not going to say no. If you want to come and bowl us over and knock us down with an offer that really helps our team this year and, you know, Puts uh, guys in positions that we need, maybe helps our pitching staff a little bit, adds a prospect, you know, another one to our top, our growing list of top prospects. Yes, we're going to listen on Hassan Kim. You have to.
3: Well, that, and there was another list yesterday, Ben, that came out that was a little bit more a uh, little bit more glowing about uh, A.J. Preller and the work that he's done, and I think you got to give credit where credit is due. Um, to a man uh, and woman last year, the year before, said, man, the potteries have absolutely gutted their farm system they've got nothing left nothing at all and uh, the work that he and and chris kemp and and the 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 scouting department has done to replenish this farm has been phenomenal and and how phenomenal has it been
2: yeah baseball america came out with their uh, latest top 100 prospects list and the padres landed six on the top 100 list one of just four teams to do so along with the orioles Rays and Yankees headlining the list this year, all the way up to number eight in the top 10 of Major League Baseball prospects in the minors, is Ethan Salas at 17 years old. Uh, Padres catcher acquired last year in the international market just about a year ago, what, uh, this week since uh, they're doing that right now. After that, uh, they've got Jackson Merrill as number 17, left hander Robbie Snelling at number 27, righty Dylan Lesko at number 38. The recently acquired Drew Thorpe, uh, right-handed pitcher from the Yankees, at number fifty-eight, and the very newcomer, new shortstop Leo DeVries, is number ninety-nine after a, a hot minute in the Padres system That's after incredible. signing uh, just earlier this week. Uh, he cracks the top one hundred of Baseball America prospects already, giving them six. And guess what? They probably have. You know, you know, Marcy Pauly, a bunch of those guys yeah. are probably in the hundred to hundred twenty five type range. Also as well. receiving votes. Yes. Uh, for in for the top
3: yeah, in the AP poll. Those here, guys. So. A lot of people high on those guys for sure.
2: So you can see that the, the system is rebuilt. You talked Where to, is Delilah on the list? I haven't seen Delilah She's on the prospect rankings. Pretty high. I'm Pretty high, right? yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Yep. Shooting up the charts. But um <laughs> you talked people in the building this week. You talked about it earlier this week. You asked are the, Okay, we've seen the lists before. Oh, AJ yeah. has put together good M- lists. Many he's, of he's impressed baseball America before. But is he impressing the people who see them every day who watch baseball? And you said they have a different feeling about this crop than maybe some of the earlier highly talented prospects.
3: They absolutely do, and, and it was, you know, they, they said, Look, Marcy, Pauly, those guys can mash. They can mash. They're dudes. They're they're they may not be ready right now today. But, hey, they are going to absolutely compete, and they're going to need to get there. They're going to need a little more seasoning, uh, a lot more ABs, Ben. But these guys are going to be able to play at the big league level. That gave me a lot of confidence because these are guys here that I trust a lot. And they've been out here five years, never heard it before, never, never once. the first time ever uh, that I've heard it
2: from these guys. All right, throwback Thursday, but we're going to hold off on real or fake until a little bit later in the show today. Paul, you were just going around. The we going to-
4: show has come to fruition here, so okay. we have we're going to break a little early. I want to leave all the time in the world for don't do this
3: today. Yeah. It may we're going to have a special one, guest. One story, maybe.
4: Yeah, we're going to have the subject of that story join us here live at Padres Fantasy Camp. That's coming up next. All right. Then at 7.35, Tim Flannery will be joining us.
2: I saw him with his guitar walking in yes. a second ago. And then yes, at 8 yes. o'clock,
4: the Hall of Famer, Trevor Hoffman. Okay, come well, on, we got a
2: dude. We got a reason for you to stick around. Don't go anywhere. It's Ben and Woods. We'll be right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Don't do this. I got a little
3: surprise for your you
0: know Don't, don't do
1: this. Listen, if I've am said something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why?
2: Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not
3: a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass.
2: Yeah. It's time for Don't do this. Don't do this. On ninety the fan. I don't think we've ever done this before, nope. but uh, we actually have a live guest here today for Don't Do This. We did Woods had to actually receive a special dispensation I did. from his Honorable Andy Ashby presiding over Kangaroo
3: Court here at Fantasy Camp. Yeah, and if you don't know what Kangaroo Court is, it's something I, they used to do in the big leagues a lot. And uh, if guys do things there's a guy you know there's a judge he puts a wig on he's got a robe and he comes up he's got a gavel and it's i'd like to bring ben uh in front of kangaroo court we were all picking baseballs and ben decided he's too good he's too big league to pick balls with us and all right that's twenty dollar fine ben you put it in the pot you gotta use it for beer money or whatever um so we do it here at fantasy camp look usually it gets pretty ridiculous it gets very ridiculous and i had to grab ashby in the hall and say look I know what happens in kangaroo court, stays in kangaroo court. That's like the, the number one rule. I said, I need a special, special dispensation. I need you to, to allow me to be able to do this story because it was the best one I've ever heard. Joined right now by our pal, fellow camper, Bart Jacobs. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Get him cranked up there. All right, now All right now. Now you're hot.
6: Good morning, everybody.
3: So yesterday, uh, Carly, who runs, she's the, the coordinator of camp, she brings you up in front of the... Uh, the, the court
6: the panel the
3: panel and uh, tell everybody what you were charged with
6: so uh, I was charged with showing up the camp without registering <laughs> <laughs> camp crashing camp he, crashing as it were you ever see major League Willie
3: Mays Hayes yeah he just showed up <laughs> and they I don't- and I, I mean, I don't remember a hey. He's on the list. <laughs> they come in the middle of the night. They drag him out. Yeah. Now you're not fast like Willie Mays. Hayes. <laughs> not at all. So, bro, at one point they started grabbing the stuff out of his locker, throwing it on the ground. Get him out of here! Get him out of here! What happened? Oh, so no,
2: I mean, like fantasy camp is we've talked about it. It's like five, six yeah, thousand dollars. Pr- it's pricey. It's not. It's not something that you can just kind of.
3: Forget about right. Yeah. So what? How did you? Because you've been to camp before. How many camps have you been
6: to? This is my third one. This is your third camp. Yeah.
3: Did you think it was like Amazon Prime and it just renewed? Absolutely. Auto, that's exactly <laughs> I thought, what
6: was, I thought it was auto renew. <laughs> and then Carly said, "No fool, it's not auto renew." And I was like, "Oh, okay." She's like, "You haven't been checking your credit card statements." And I was like, "Ah, sort of. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. Don't pay a lot of <laughs> Sure. Right? Yeah."
3: So my man walks in here on Sunday. And I saw this, and I didn't really know what was going on. But he goes, I I don't have a locker.
6: There's no locker
3: for me. And she looks. She goes, yeah, because you're not on the list. You didn't register. So what happened? How do you even know when to come? I was like, of course I registered.
6: Yeah, I got the email, and then uh, I was like, oh, my God, maybe I didn't register. So
3: were you not getting all the emails we've been getting? That was
6: another clue. Yeah, that I should have picked up on. (laughs)
3: Dude, this guy showed up to Fantasy Camp, gear in tow. There is no jersey. Ready to roll. There is ready to roll. Yeah. He just walked in, and so they had to, like, scrounge together a jersey with yeah. no name, no number for a while. Oh, I had
6: no hotel uh, reservations? Of course nothing. not! Oh, yeah.
3: okay. where, where did you stay?
6: <laughs> I, the first, So I actually rolled here Saturday. I stayed with a buddy who lives in Peoria. Okay, uh, And then I came here Sunday, and yeah, I brought all my gear in a little tub. I was ready to roll. Walk around. There's no locker. I'm like, did you panic then? I started to, yeah. I was like, wait, J, dot, dot, uh H, wait a minute. So that's when I went to Carly, and she's like, did you register? And I was like, yeah. No. No. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I was ready to drive home. Oh, my Honestly, God. Honestly, I, I, I was ready to drive home.
3: Imagine Uh, showing up back at home and be like uh, um, I'm home a week early. I would have just stayed and just raged all week and be like, Oh, camp was great. No pictures this year though. Fantastic. It's literally one of the best stories I've ever heard in my life, Bart. I cannot believe that it happened. So then they're, they Because they're just the most accommodating people. They are. They figured it out for you. Did they just get your card and just run it
6: then? <laughs> yeah. I, I told her, I said, don't I have a card on file? She's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, well, run it. Run please. it. Please. I mean... I'll gladly pay you Tuesday I, for a fantasy game
2: exactly. today. It's exactly
3: right. Yeah, you're like a dodger. They just defer the payments. And that's the thing. I mean, not, also, not everybody can handle just a $6,000 charge right there. I would have had to
6: do some maneuvering uh, to get that done. Oh, I told her, hey, if it gets declined, let me know, please. I might hit my I'll, limit. i might I'll split yeah, it. Yeah, I need to make a payment, bro. <laughs> yeah.
3: i I, I got to tell you, like I said... Usually in kangaroo court, I'm like, please stop. Please stop bringing up cases. <laughs> Let's get this thing over with. Come on. When that happened yesterday, I was in hysterics. I mean, my stomach hurt. Here's Carly right here.
6: Good morning, Carly.
3: You made it so, you were so accommodating. You got him in the camp. Um, that's never happened before. Never. Never. That are never happening. Yeah. Happen oh, again. I'm going to
6: register today for the next, for the next one. One. Okay? one. We good? Uh, Auto-renew, auto right? Auto, yeah. This dude literally thought
3: it was Amazon Prime. Yeah, and it's a subscription. subscription service it's a subscription. Here, right? yeah. yeah, like your, net, your Netflix bangs you for 13 a month. Oh, here it is. $6,000 charge. I'm off to Fantasy Camp. Yeah. Bro, and, and nothing tipped you off?
6: Nothing. Other than I, I, I have this feeling like when I wasn't getting some emails. That you were I'm nice. like, okay, well, maybe they got they the wrong know email
3: address. They know
6: me. Yeah, they know At me. Ben I'm there. here, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no you problem. knew when it started. Obviously, you
2: yeah. figured that part out. And yeah, when the show somebody, like,
6: hey, can you send me the schedule? He <laughs> 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 sent me the schedule. I'm like, all right, January 14th. I'm there. I'll be there. Yeah, Bart. I just roll in
3: like I own the place, Bart. That was it. Was so good. What
6: they? What did they find? How much did they find? Well,
3: they find you like six thousand dollars. But yeah. how, much did they, how much did they find you for that?
6: Fifty-eight, fifty. No, yeah. uh, they find me uh, sixty bucks. Six, uh, that's not which bad. Which is not terrible.
3: Now, listen, you listening in the audience. Don't get any ideas. Don't just show up here with your bag and your gear ready to go. They're not going to be as accommodating for you. He's a veteran. He's been here before. Make sure if you want to come next year, you get on the list, you register now, and get your thing paid. Bart, you are the man. I
6: was very lucky, and uh, this is one of the best experiences you can ever have. Ever. You love baseball. You love the Padres. You've got to do it. Just – Register in All right, advance. don't
3: kiss their ass now after you've already <laughs> put them through the ringer. But you're the man, dude. That was that was amazing. That's Bart Jacobs, everybody.
2: Thanks, That's everybody. for sure to show up to Fantasy Camp and without, I, a, uh, and again, without I just, a reservation. I want to
3: get it on record. I, I grabbed Ashby in the hall, and I said, you have to let me do it. He looked at me. He goes, you got it. Just like that. Now, I'm probably going to get banged for that still. Tomorrow in Kangaroo Court, it's fine. It's worth it. It's worth it. I
2: won't even go to a decent restaurant for dinner if I don't know I've got a reservation. And they
3: know I'm showing up. I feel the the. It's just
2: rude to show up without a reservation. Of
3: course, the feeling that you have, and the, there's that uneasy feeling like you're forgetting something. It must have been overwhelming. Well, clearly, it wasn't overwhelming. He would have done a little research on it, but it was just one of the best best cases I've ever heard. In there, ninety five percent of them are terrible. That one knocked us. Just walking up
4: to him. and So, no emails? Nothing. Like, nothing. You didn't think that was weird? Yeah, th- because they send
3: you a we do, uh We do Zoom calls There's throughout Zoom
4: the meetings, year. Like, yeah. hey, we're three months out. We have some updates. Commissioner Randy Jones would like to say something on Zoom tonight. We'll see you then. He didn't get any of that and just thought, oh,
3: well, I'm showing up. It's, it was incredible. It was absolutely <laughs> incredible. I think it ate up most of our time. Uh, here yeah, for let's, let's break. Let's, let's go see. get Tim planner right? Yeah, we've yeah, get a couple Flan of man. guests. I see
2: Flan coming in, so let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, hopefully, a couple of Padres camp guests going to join us. When we come back, it's Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: I gotta say, Woodsy, I've been looking forward to this conversation all camp long, so let's get right to it. Uh, we're back here in Peoria, Arizona, Padres Fantasy Camp. Ben and Woods live, and we are joined by a uh, World Series winner, uh, former third base coach, Padre, San Francisco Giants. He's back here with the Padres at Fantasy Camp for the first time, a rookie at Fantasy Camp. It's great to see Tim Flannery here on 97.3 The Fan. Flann, good morning. You're looking great. Well, thank you. Which I know was... Uh, a little dicey for a while. We were worried about you. It's it's great to see you back healthy and here with the Padres again.
7: It's great to be back here. It's great to just be on your show. I listen to you a lot. And always amazed how you guys can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and show up at work and put on a show. You know, <laughs> I used to walk in here all the time. Is, anybody that played for me or co- I coached with knows that day games, I'd always walk in and say, What's everybody doing up in the middle of the night? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a musician. You're you a night owl, man. <laughs> but for you guys to do what you do, that's impressive. Thank you. <laughs>
3: I can listen to Flam talk. He's got the most soothing uh, voice. He hits the best fungos that you've ever seen in your life, and and makes even the worst ball players look good with the way that that he runs. Uh, runs his squad well the funny thing is of course
2: he often got mistaken for your uh your father-in-law yeah. the late lauren Carroll. but so it wasn't funny. just the look it's also the voice, the voice. lauren had great pipes too just yeah. the deep rich baritone <sighs> when he was giving the weather on, on channel 10 was always amazing and Uh, He was a good mentor of mine when I was first coming up in
7: television. Wouldn't you guys sign each other's names on autographs? We we had so much fun together because people would walk up to me and even say, what's the weather going to be? I go, I use the old Dylan thing, you know, look up and see, check it out, you know. I go, I'm not that guy. And and Lauren also dealt with it on his side. And and we had this connection. And our whole family, as you well know, it's almost like we were – the same family we had this the the boys the same age we have girls the same age they all look alike Uh, but Lauren and I you know worked at Channel 8 News Television for a couple years and we would do little skits all the time you know and it was really fun but I'd run into him at all sorts of places after after shows musical shows like at two o'clock in the morning you're coming out and there's Lauren, and there was one year over here at this Mimi's Cafe, a few miles up the road. I come walking in for breakfast, same same exact seat that I at the table, same exact and from every day. I eat there every day, and I walk in, and Lauren is sitting in my seat. <laughs> so I go, weird, man! How did you get here? Why are you here? And you're in my seat,
3: and it, and the, the, the connection uh, is still there. You yeah. know, with our families Absolutely. now, your grandkids, my kids. Your granddaughter and my son, and I. There was a picture post I posted the other day, and I. You read,
7: want them married right now? I want
3: them married right <laughs> now. <laughs> it's an arranged marriage. I, I'm telling you, the the their family, um, it, the Joneses, they are just some of my favorite human beings on the planet. Your grandson Jesse is literally. I feel like he's my own kid, and and I try to take care of him like he is. He's such a good kid with a big heart, uh, and it's so fun to coach him.
7: You did a great job. Thank You're you. amazing coach for those children. I mean, every you had them motivated. You had people who, I mean, Jesse didn't know anything about baseball, and I didn't want to. I don't want to be that guy, and I'm definitely going to protect from his father, Travis. (laughs) Travis wants him in the big leagues at eight. (laughs) He does, dude.
3: I always got to call Travis. I go, he's going to be all right. My
7: wife says all the time, we got to protect Jesse from Travis. (laughs) So thank you for what you did. You're
3: welcome, man. Uh, I loved so much yesterday sitting there watching you guys on that panel, talking to Tim Flannery here on Ben & Woods, telling the stories of 84, and listening my favorite part. Uh, is is when you guys talk about the camaraderie that you had, the respect that you had for each other as well. Um, What was your role on that team, Tim, would you say, back then?
7: I was a, a, a utility guy that would come off the bench and play three positions, Uh, A pinched hit coming off the bench was double switched. It it was a. If you look at numbers through the years, and and I'm not going to brag a little bit, but I just want to make this very perfectly clear because I hear it all the time from. You know, they think because I went to San Francisco, we were traders. No, I needed a job. (laughs) And we were run out by the Alderson crew. And I needed to eat, and my children needed to eat. So I went up there and did what I had to do. But. I just found out I'm still the most games play of yeah. any second baseman uh, with the Padres. I'm fourth all-time in Padres games played. So I've been – I was there a long time. And my point saying all of that was there was years I had a lot of at-bats when guys were hurt and hit 280. That year in 84, I, I think I maybe had close to 200 at-bats, but every single one meant something. And to be able to to give Templeton a rest at shortstop and Greg Nettles a rest at third and Alan Wiggins a rest at second, if you're going to be a utility player and a role player, you have to accept what you're doing. You have to accept the position in order to work on it. And if you can really step out of your ego and step out of your mind and look back after you give guys days off, and then you see Templeton goes, you know, Three weeks, he's on fire because he had a couple days rest. Yeah, that's also part of the role. But together, there's never been a club that I'd ever been on or a bunch of amazing players. That and we sit. And this is the core. Yeah, you, you throw, you know, you throw like uh, Tim Stoddard w- would be in here once in a while with this group. But Andy Hawkins was at, every night. These boys and I was included with them. Bochy, we would be out. With Goose and causing a little bit On your bit bellies,
2: of everybody. As Dave
7: Drovecki, <laughs> when we get a one-run lead, he'd always yell, on your bellies, before we went out to get the last three outs. Yep. But just sitting down and starting up again with these guys, and you, uh, you, you watch Trevor Hoffman, and you watch Peavy just sit there and are amazed, and they go god i wish i could have been a part of this crew you know that's awesome and
2: i know for you it was great because you had the full confidence of your manager dick williams who (laughs) holds you in in extremely high regard and i say that jokingly i don't know if you got the uh, pg rated version of what dick said to you but you shared it last night with some of the campers and i was floored
4: (laughs) yeah well
7: he did that really first of all when we had an injury and uh, he was thinking about trying to get a trade to, to replace. Uh, this was the year before. This all started the year before, and uh, I was the second baseman. I mean, I I, I came up through the minor leagues, and uh, I mean, I was I could do that. And but he wanted to bring somebody in from Montreal, so I went into his office to see what was you know because he always said his door was open. Well, it is open, but you don't want to go. You don't want to go in. Yeah, <laughs> he said you're the worst player I ever had. <laughs> says you can't hit, you can't throw, you can't run, you hustle, you got to hustle. You can't do nothing else. Right now I we're talking. I'm looking for another second baseman. You're in the game tonight, but don't screw it up.
3: Holy cow, dude. <laughs> so, I mean,
7: but at the end of the year, he called me in and said I made a terrible mistake on you and as long as I'm here, you're here. You oh, that's amazing. Yeah, but in the meantime, I got scars all over <laughs> me. I'm running through walls, you know, playing for my life every night. But he did that to every single player in their own way in June and July because he wanted his team who could handle that heat to be the playoff run in August and September and October.
3: And I love, uh, I love your story, too, uh, because we're talking to Tim Flannery here on Ben and Woods this morning because, yeah, man, you're as old school as it gets. But when you were with the Giants, you had some, you had some personalities. There's some big personalities. I think of Tim, Tim Linscombe. You know, I think of a guy like him. Bit out there, kind of a dreamer, one of the best bursts of of a career I think I've ever seen in my entire life. What were those guys like, working with those guys and those personalities when you went up there?
7: It was one of the great, great joys because the phone call I got before Boach went, I was walking my dog, Uh, Don and I were walking the neighborhood, and, and I get a phone call, and Boach says, I can only bring one coach, and I have to have you, I need you. And I looked at my wife, and she goes, "You're going again?" I go, "Yeah, yeah. I got one more. I got one more ride in me." But uh, you know, we left everything. I needed. I needed to work, you like to work. I said, and I wanted to get back. And it was a great bunch of guys. You know, we we had we came in after our job was to come in after Barry Bonds left and kind of you know after the nuclear warhead blowed up, blew up. <laughs> right. We, we needed to come in and create a ball club. So. That was our mission. And then we saw the young pitching in, in 2010 when Timmy started showing up and Kane and Bumgardner and the crew of, of Crawford and Buster, the, the the homegrown group that came up. It was really a thrill to be a part of that legacy too. You know, I, anytime you can sustain and keep playing and keep coaching and being a part of, of, baseball you want to do it but then all of a sudden you have something magic that doesn't happen very often uh i just feel honored to be a part of of a team and a coach who brought the first world championships to san francisco they had a, a bunch of you know in new york but then also to be a part of the padres legacy that the only two teams that have gone to world series i've been a part of them as well
2: I'd imagine uh, Boach called you for input about a year ago when he was thinking about taking the Rangers job. What did you tell him? Well,
7: he actually texted me two weeks ago, or a week ago, when I was driving over here when he found out I was coming to fantasy camp, and he goes, if I knew you wanted to work, I would have brought you to Texas. <laughs> I said, brother, I got one week in me. One week. <laughs> one week.
3: <laughs> yeah, we were out at, uh, we were taking some grounders and stuff, and we went out to the outfield and. Flan was telling us about, uh, it was one of the more fascinating conversations that I've ever heard. You were talking about signs. And uh, coaching third base is a tremendous responsibility. And I'm sure you set guys when you shouldn't have, and I'm sure the opposite is true as well. Uh, But no no
2: one ever says, wow, that was a great decision by the third base coach. Only only a bad bad decision. decision.
7: And no one ever says, and it doesn't (laughs) even happen anymore because there's not an eighth hitter coming up. There's not a pitcher. Pitcher. There's, you know, you have to know because you don't have to play extra innings anymore. They put a guy on second base. You don't have to say, we knew if. We couldn't play extra innings, so sometimes you'd be try to win the game in the eighth and ninth because you couldn't play fourteen. You needed to either win then or lose then because you got to play the next night. And the managing. To be a great manager, you had to manage the bullpen the whole season, not just for that night. Sure. So all of that stuff's been taken out, and the game's changing, and, and, you know, it's still a beautiful game, and no matter what they do, they're not going to be able to ruin it.
3: Right. Yeah, I I agree. I agree 100%. I'm so so glad to hear you say that because, you know, it did, and we talked about it with Arky, too. It breaks my heart to hear that Goose Gossage doesn't watch baseball anymore, and the Tempe doesn't even watch baseball. It really makes me sad, Uh, and I understand it. I do. Um but I also am like, man, you're, you're missing out on some pretty f- yeah. freak athleticism, mm-hmm. uh, guys throwing stuff I've never seen before. You know, Some, right. of, the, some of the guys throwing these pitches, I'm like, it, it's just insane to me. I'm glad to hear you say uh, that, that you still love the game and, and how beautiful it is. Tell everybody, though, I mean, baseball players, <laughs> not the smartest group a lot of the times, you really had to dumb down your signs a lot. You really did.
7: Well, Jerry Coleman told me on the air when I was working with him, Tim, these guys are the biggest. The, these guys are bigger, faster, stronger, and dumber than ever before. <laughs> and I'm supposed to comment on that? I went totally quiet because I wanted to go in the. Con- I wanted to go back to the clubhouse after the. I, I wanted to get a beer after the game. You know? So, y- you know, you have to know who you're, y- you <laughs> who you're, I, your audience is. I would tell people you can speak five languages. That's really great. But if you can't communicate who you're talking to, you're in trouble. Yeah. So you have to have signs that were so simple. I always tell them it's like the, it, it's like the arrow on the FedEx truck. How, you, it,
2: I I love that the hidden arrow on the FedEx truck. You
7: don't really ever see it until somebody shows well, it to you. You can't stop and seeing it. Those were my my signs. They were that simple. But I had a couple ways of throwing you off. And why do I do that? Because like it or not, and believe what you want to believe. Every third-base coach had a television camera on him and videoing every sign. And we would go back and log the tapes afterwards and try to connect. So if you could throw them off, because why do I know that? How do I know that? Well, Glenn Hoffman, who I went to high school with, and I, the woman I've been married with 43 years, Glenn dated her on Fridays. I dated her on Saturdays. <laughs> so we're still kind of always trying to bust each other's chops. Yeah. So, he would sometimes and I did this to LA too. I'd put it, my hit and run sign on and then I would put their hit and run sign on top of mine. So when they're logging the tapes, they go, "Oh my god, he's they got our signs." <laughs> It's a uh, it's a little propaganda, a little warfare. Art of war. Absolutely. And when I hear people say, what do you mean the, the catcher where somebody was banging on the trash can? You're telling me the catcher can't hear it? A coach can't hear it? Is anybody paying attention anymore? It's amazing. It's amazing. I love the part of it. And I could, uh, yeah, I mean. You did wh- wh- it. Arky. 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 What was my hit and run? What was my hit and run sign? Ha. Ha, hat, hat, hat. Hit and run. Hit what run. was my belt sign? Buns. Bun. What was my steel sign? Slack. 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 slack, slack. slack, <laughs> slack. Slide. Yeah, steel. Yeah, this is rocket science.
3: <laughs> it's just, and you're you know you're talking you're talking big you're talking the big leagues a billion billion dollar industry and they're he's like I I had to make it elementary for these guys uh, the the art of war stuff is just the most fascinating stuff
7: ever. It, it's, it's actually what it's all about yeah. you know. And we always did that to each other third base coach. And that's what I yelled out from the bench one night. I didn't let Glenn hear it, but I told all the players in San Francisco, I just told you about the woman I've been married to. Yeah. And so when he would run out to third base, I'd yell out, I stole your woman and I'm coming after your sign. Incredible. <laughs> just,
3: just, just an incredible, incredible story. Tell everybody, if you would, uh, I love what you've committed yourself to. Uh, after after baseball, tell everybody about Love Harder.
7: Yeah, well, you know what's funny? When I went up to San Francisco, I, uh, we we had a two year contract, no guarantees. So I said to myself, I'm not going to meet anybody. I'm not going to let anybody in on anything. I'm not going to let them know I play music because I got in a little trouble because that front office when I was down there didn't understand in San Diego that you could do both. Yeah, up there they understand you can be an artist and still coach third. But I still didn't want to get my heart broken well then that that incident in LA when Brian Stowe the fan got uh, beat into a coma and is just uh, he got jumped opening day in LA so people were trying to raise some money and, and and somehow my name came up about doing a benefit show and then one thing led to another we we sold out theaters. I brought my amazing band from San Diego up. Uh, it was wonderful. And we raised a lot of money, a couple hundred thousand dollars to give to Brian Stowe's family for his brain, you know, all the rehab it's going to take. And then we started a Love Harder Project, I called it. It's anti violence, anti bullying. It's a nonprofit, the LoveHarderProject.org. You can see what we do. We, we started. Bobby Weir and the Dead started dragging me around, Amazing. and we we started selling joints out and raising a lot of money and putting these programs in schools and in domestic violence houses. Every place we played, we would uh, we would leave money for something, and it, it blew up. I mean, we were, we played the Fillmore, we played wow. the Great American Music Hall, hardly strictly Bluegrass Festival. I mean, the list goes on and on, and I'm still. It was 12 years, and we're still going up there almost every week and play shows. That's incredible. LoveHarder.org. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's our mission. All the money from the music and all the money from the merch it all goes to the love harder and project if you
2: follow flan on uh, social media you'll see he's playing up and down the coast belly up all the way up the coast yeah. and Take fringe and uh, the music crew is back up and running again so it's great to see you again great to see you healthy great to see you back in brown and gold a little bit yeah. as well
7: thank you ha- for having me and i don't know how to do the facebook live thing i'm going to try to get it on my band page because pv's here and we brought our guitar player from the bay area here and we're playing a show tonight it's it, I drove over with amplifiers, microphones, and guitars, and we're going to get Jake to do his thing as well. We've caused some trouble together over the years. Tim
2: Flannery, everybody. All right, don't go away. We're going to check traffic. We'll be back, tell you what's coming up next year on 97.3 The Fan. And Paulie says, "Yeah, you know, we've got the great Trevor Hoffman uh, locked in coming oh up here at God. the top of the hour at uh, 8 o'clock. So do not go anywhere. Uh, Trevor's going to join us as well. Uh, as we continue here live at Pondre's Fantasy Camp uh, with Ben and Woods, it's been a spectacular week. I'm glad that I finally made it out. I've enjoyed myself immensely, even though I'm not playing baseball. And hopefully I'll put this uh, on my calendar every year well, you, going
3: forward. I'll tell you this. You would not enjoy yourself immensely if you were playing baseball. That's what baseball. I say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I you feel make, like uh, hey, you're making it worse on yourself by going out there. You made the right decision. What do they say in Moneyball? We're all told. Some of us are told <laughs> at 18. Some of us are told at 48. But we're all told I may have hit. I may have hit the threshold. It may be time. It may be time. But I, uh, I, mean, I can barely move right now. My back hurts. My quads hurt. I had a catch yesterday. I don't know how I'm going to swing the bat today, Benny. So you actually, you, you're the smart one, and I'm the dumb one, as usual.
2: I think a uh, a PV so a PV Flannery concert. It's going mean, to be incredible. What would people pay to come and, I and see that? It's incredible. Uh, that's going to happen here tonight. That's amazing. I don't know if there will be any video. Tim talked about uh, Facebook Live, or if it'll just end up being for the campers. But we'll certainly uh, we'll have the recap for you tomorrow for sure. Uh, morning on how it all gotcha. goes. Uh, Maybe our channel. Oh yeah, maybe we can put yeah. it on the Ben and Woods channel Probably if we get up, yeah. you gotta get authorization here. It's fantasy
3: camp. Oh yeah, we'll get but authorization. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah.
2: That would be very cool. Yeah. We'll uh, see that tonight on our YouTube stream.
3: You see a guy like Jake Peavy, and you're like, All right, well, you want to side young. You're an absolutely elite pitcher. You're as handsome as the day is long. And and you play guitar and sing. Cool man. Oh, and he's a heck of a television broadcaster. Y- incredible amazing. on the air. And you're like, <laughs> You just want to give them one of those. You're like, come on, man! Like, what are you? What are you bad at, uh, man? It's a. It's still a trip. Uh, seeing seeing all these guys out here running around, and, um, just just as cool and kind as they can be, as forthcoming with information uh, as you could ever ask for.
2: Uh, so we'll have a lot tund- coming up still in our last two hours. Uh, we got some real or fake. We're going to still qualify. Try to. Uh, someone this week on 1984 Padres Trivia uh, in a real or fake game, a chance to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. Aztecs did win last night. I'll share some thoughts as well as Paulie and Woods head out uh, to the field at the end of the show. So that's all coming up. Second half of Ben and Woods when we come back right here in Fiore, Arizona, on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fam.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.